Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Own Your Life. We're your hosts, Lexi and Sarah. And we're back with another episode for you this week. Sarah, how are you doing today? All things considered, I'm doing pretty good. If you can't tell, I'm sick. But I've been getting a lot of sleep, so... You know, it happens. I'm sick. And yeah. I'm sorry <laughs> to the listeners. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm proud of you for still showing up to record the pod. I appreciate you. <laughs> I'm committed to own your life. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I've made a rule for myself that before we record, I have to go do something active. And we've talked about this before. Like our energy is just not as good if we don't do something in the morning. So I went for my little coffee walk this morning and yeah, I'm good. Oh, also I have a hot take about coffee walks. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm always going for a coffee walk, and but I'll usually only buy a drip coffee. So it's like $3. But yeah. my hot take is that if that $3 makes you get out of the house, get out for a walk, get some movement in, and it genuinely makes you happy, I'll spend that $3 any day. 100%. This has been my hot take. Um, <laughs> I think I used to have conversations with my mom and she was like, that's a lot of money to be spent. And to be fair, I don't just get a drip coffee. So for me, it's slightly more expensive. Yeah. But, like if this latte or if this drip coffee or whatever it is, like you said, gets you out of the house, you get in a good walk and it's a highlight of your day. I know if you do this, you're going to have a good day and you set yourself up with that good energy for that good day. And that's what it takes for you to be excited about life. That's not a big price to pay. Right. Do it every single day. Even if you want the latte that's $7, if that <laughs> elevates you, do it. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, your life in general is just basically comprised like what we talked about on Romanticizing Your Life podcast. It's comprised of those everyday habits that you have. And if that's your everyday habit that makes your day go well, then you're going to overall have a fulfilled, happy life. So yeah, that sounds worth it to me. <laughs> I agree. So we are endorsing the coffee walk. Spend sure. the $3, spend the $7, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> then I, I, got, I start going and I get like a latte and a bagel. And like oh, yeah. For later. It can get out of hand, but overall, it's worth it. I agree with you. For sure. Okay, let's get into our highlights of the week. Sarah, what was your highlight? My highlight of the week was this past weekend, my team traveled to Walla Walla, Washington, which is a five to six hour car ride. So hence why I'm sick. We get in the car <laughs> with lots of girls in the wintertime. This is what happens, I guess. But we traveled and I wasn't sick at that point. My partner, her name is Emma. Emma and I had a doubles match and we just played so good. We played a team that truly was probably a higher level team. And we just hung in there the whole time. The energy was super good. The whole time we were just super present on the tennis court. It was really exciting. And it was a close match. We ended up going to tiebreaker and then we were down to match points, which, which basically means the other team had two chances to win the match. And we fought back and then we ended up winning the match in tiebreaker. So that was a really huge win for us. And you really only experience that type of energy on the tennis court so rarely. And so, I mean, we were like screaming. It was so much fun. And it's definitely a match I'll remember for a long time. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'm yeah. so glad to hear that. Our performance anxiety episodes coming through. <laughs> no, literally. It's so funny. Tennis is just so interesting because 
I think a couple weeks ago, I told you, I was like, I'm like present on the tennis court. I'm feeling great. And then the week after that, I had the worst match ever. And then the week after that, that doubles match was great. And so tennis is just, I think you just really have to ride the wave. And that's, I think, why it has taught me so much in life. But it is definitely trending in the right direction. For sure. Well, I love that. That's a great highlight. Thank you. What is your highlight of the week? My highlight of the week was actually toward the very beginning of this week. So by the time this episode comes out, it'll be like two weeks ago already. (laughs) My friend Lauren and I went snowshoeing up Tumalo Mountain. It was a perfectly clear day. There was not a cloud in the sky. And once we got to the top, the views of Mount Bachelor, South Sister, Broken Top were just absolutely insane. We made some new friends at the top of the hike and then we walked down with them and it was just it was just so fun. I loved it. All of the pictures and videos looked so beautiful. I would have loved to be there. <laughs> it looked so cool. I've never been snowshoeing before. Had you been snowshoeing before that? I had, yeah. I actually, I had snowshoed this same exact hike before a couple years ago before I moved to Hawaii. That time I had rented the snowshoes. Yeah. But this year for Christmas, my mom actually got Andre and I snowshoes. So now we have some. So I'm like, okay, I got to go do this more and use these. And they were great. They were from L.L. Bean and way better than the rental ones. Wow. That's, That's really cool. That's very exciting. How long did the hike take? That's a good question. You know, we like stopped, took pictures and stuff. Maybe it took like an hour and a half to get to the top. I'm not really sure. Okay. And yeah. then we like hung out at the top for a while. It, it was just very wholesome. <laughs> that is so fun. It looked so beautiful. I would love to do that sometime. Um, you gotta come. We'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. This week's episode topic is choose your heart. We'll talk about what we mean by this. We'll give some examples. And we'll also talk about how you can be intentional about this. Yes, let's get into it. So we'll start out just by talking about, like Sarah said, what does it mean to choose your heart? And in my opinion, the premise is a lot of times we don't want to do things that will benefit us in the long run because they seem hard in the moment. And we get really stuck on that instant gratification. If we don't see an immediate result from an effort that we're putting in, then we tend to give up really easily. And the problem with this is that if we make the choice not to do certain things because they're hard in the moment, there will most likely be long-term consequences associated with that decision that could be as hard or potentially even harder down the road. Yeah, exactly. I like to think of this as short-term pain for long-term gain. Basically, what we mean by this is it's all just discipline. If you think about it, It's not our fault that we want that instant gratification. You think about cavemen hundreds of years ago, if they had the opportunity to like eat excess calories in that moment, they would because Mm -hmm. it's a survival mechanism. If they have the opportunity to whatever it is, those types of things that we crave, they didn't get that every day. They didn't have the opportunity to just go to Albertsons and get (laughs) some ice cream and so... (laughs) When they had that opportunity or when they had the opportunity to sleep more, when they had all of those things, they took that opportunity. Now we live in a much different society where we have the opportunity to go get the ice cream. We have the opportunity to go get the cake. We have all of those opportunities. And so it does take discipline to manage all of the things that we have access to. One thing I like to think about in this realm is 
if you have two options, like sleep in or snooze the alarm, the harder option is usually the best option for your long-term overall well-being, health, whatever it is. Yeah. So basically choosing the hard thing in the moment that's going to actually make the rest of your life less hard. Right. I really like your caveman example too. I think that's a really good point. (laughs) I don't know any cavemen, but I would say this is how they thought. (laughs) Yeah. But when you said Albertsons, I totally thought you were going to say Applebee's. That's so funny. I don't think – I just thought of Albertsons. I never even go to Albertsons, but it's right next to Linfield campus. So, And so what we mean too by choose your heart is no matter what, your decision will have consequences. If you choose the hard thing now, the consequences, it's hard right now. If you choose the hard thing later, so like you sleep in now or whatever, then that later consequence is going to affect you. So just some examples, for instance, if you work out every day versus if you don't work out every day and you have chronic health issues down the road. Working out daily is hard, but chronic health issues down the road because you didn't take care of your health and fitness, that's probably harder, honestly. You could have the hard conversation right now, or there could be a blowout later. You could clean your space after each use now, or in a couple of days... It could build up and it could be very chaotic and overwhelming. You could cook dinner at home now every night, or you could go out and have a really big credit card bill later. You could choose a nutritious meal for lunch, or you could not choose the nutritious meal for lunch and have a stomach ache later. And then the last one that really hits home for me is you could meal prep tonight. You could meal prep on Sunday night, whatever night it is for you, so that you don't have to cook or think during the week. Or during the week, you could get overwhelmed and make some bad decisions or not have enough time to cook or whatever it is. Those are just some things that came to my mind thinking about choosing the hard thing in the moment or dealing with the hard consequences of your decision. I really like all those examples you just gave. And I think it's so interesting that, again, we tend to break up things micro and macro. So Sarah just gave you a bunch of micro examples of something you can do now that will avoid, you know, chaos in a few days or a few weeks, maybe a month. But when I was thinking of this concept, I was thinking of it really in the long term. Like what can you do now that's going to avoid harder things in 20 or 30 years from now? (laughs) So so interesting. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have even thought of any of those things that you just said. (laughs) Wow. So what is your take on choose your heart? What examples would you give? The first one that came to my mind was following a dream passion versus staying stuck in a job you hate forever. If you are working a job right now, like nine to five, you're going to the office every day and you hate your life, you hate your job, you know, that kind of sucks. So you have two options. You can you can either quit and start following a dream passion, but that's a hard thing to do because it's scary, it's uncomfortable, it's uncertain, or you can deal with the reality that you're going to be stuck in that job that you hate forever. And that's a hard reality too. No, that is a really big one. And that almost that definitely hits a lot harder than the examples I gave, I feel like, because like what we were talking about, even with the coffee example, your job every day comprises your entire life. And if you're unhappy with it, you're right. That is a really hard decision to get up and move or get up and change jobs. But Is it harder than being stuck in a job you hate forever? Right, exactly. And then 
My next example, you mentioned working out daily now versus having chronic health issues later on. And I thought of this one too, but I would expand it to taking care of your health in every aspect now versus having a slew of these health issues later on. So what I mean by this in every aspect is that It could be exercise, like Sarah said. It could also be the foods you're putting in your body, taking care of your mental health, or even just going in for regular preventative care visits at your doctor. I think these are all things that can be hard to do in the moment, or you just, oh, I'm healthy now. Like, I don't need to go to the doctor. I'm not going to do that. But if you do go, it could really prevent you from having these issues later in your life. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think it's very interesting that I thought about you could have a less nutritious meal for lunch and have a stomach ache later. (laughs) (laughs) And you're talking about how, okay, if you have a less nutritious meal for lunch consistently, you will have chronic health issues later. And It is interesting for me because I think that's why right there, that is why I got so into health and fitness is because like we've talked about before, it's for me, it's just how it makes me feel. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone was like, are you going on a diet? And I'm like, no, I literally just feel like I don't want to have a stomach ache because I have a not good meal for lunch. But it does have so many other effects than just hurting your stomach later. Right. And We've talked about this before. We both have hot girl stomach problems. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a big one for me too. I have to really be careful what I eat because I've just learned over the years that certain things hurt my stomach. But I do want to point out that can look different for everyone. So not necessarily what makes my stomach hurt will make Sarah's stomach hurt. Right. I think even the phrase nutritious is very subjective. But, you know, whatever it is for you, that's what we're trying to say. Yes, for sure. My last example is my personal current example that I am trying to get better at, which is I want to do more stretching, more breath work. I've said this before, I don't really like doing it. (laughs) So it's a hard thing for me to do, but the alternative is I could be chronically injured and chronically have pains in my shoulder and all this other stuff. So again, am I going to do the hard thing now or am I going to deal with this hard outcome of being chronically injured for my whole life? (laughs) Right. Yeah. And this has always been a hard one for me too. Mobility associated with all the different random injuries I've had. It kind of adds up over time. I've spent years looking for a protein powder that is well-sourced and minimally processed, which is why I was stoked to come across Momentus. Momentus whey protein isolate powder is made from 100% grass-fed whey protein isolate. It's easy on the stomach, blends well, and tastes great. I take Momentous protein powder mixed with water and Momentous creatine after every workout, but it's also great in smoothies and baked goods. If you'd like to try Momentous, head to livemomentous.com and use code OYL15 at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's code OYL15 at livemomentous.com for 15% off your purchase. I hope you love Momentous as much as I do. I have to do this for my foot. I have to do this for my knee. My question for you, though, is breath work because breath work is definitely a term that gets thrown around a lot. And for me, breath work is really hard because I feel like you don't see that immediate payoff. Right. But what is it for you? Like, what does that long term payoff from breath work look like for you? That's a good question because to be honest with you, I haven't really done it yet, so I don't know. <laughs> Fair <laughs> but, enough. But I bought this stretching and breathwork program, oh. so it includes both of the. It's kind of together. Like you're stretching and you're doing breathwork as you're stretching. Okay. And 
you know, I'm not an expert on this, but I think the breath work is to help you really get deeper into that stretch, gain back more of that mobility. Okay, Does that make so sense? Actually, yeah, it has to do more with the mobility aspect of it. Yeah. It's like coordinating your breath with your body so you can expand your lungs more and then you can get more expansion behind your shoulder blade, all this different stuff. I mean, it depends on what your issue is, but... Yeah, that's super interesting because I've never really heard of breathwork being used for that. Usually when I think of breathwork, I think of like meditation, calming your system down and things like that, which is why I think a lot of people fall off of breathwork because you can do it and then you just go about the rest of your day and you're like, do I really feel that much better? I don't know. So I'm excited to hear how that goes for you. Right. And I totally agree. That's what I always thought of too. And I thought it was like very woo-woo meditation, all of this. But then when I realized it can actually be a part of stretching, helping your body feel better, then I was like, oh, (laughs) maybe I should do this. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know. Keep me updated on how that goes for you. Yeah, I will. And now that I've said it on here, I have to do it. (laughs) You have to do it. (laughs) So Sarah, why do you think that we should choose to do the hard things now? I think you should choose the hard things now. And again, this is all with some sort of moderation, some sort of balance. There are going to be times where you indulge or you choose to go out and stay up late, whatever. But we're talking about what makes up the most parts of your life. And so really, when you choose the hard things now, that just sets you up for success and it will make the rest of your life easier, whether it's on the macro scale like Lexi was talking about, or you just have an easier rest of your day or you don't get a stomach ache later or you can go about your day knowing that you did your workout in the morning you don't have to do it later whatever it is it just sets you up for success it makes the rest of your life easier and what i love about consistently choosing the hard decision in the moment is it gives yourself the flexibility to treat yourself on occasion so if you do these things and then in moderation maybe you go out for drinks or you indulge in the cake or you stay up and you go to a concert, whatever it is, when you're not doing those things on a daily basis, like let's say you're eating ice cream every single night, which is totally fine, whatever it is for you. If you're indulging, choosing the easy decision in the moment on a daily basis all the time, then you don't really have anything to look forward to. When Mm -hmm. you have it, that ice cream again, it's not really as special because you, it's just become part of your routine. Right. But if you have that discipline and you choose the hard thing in the moment and you wake up early to get your workout in every single day, then that Sunday that you get to sleep in and make brunch feels so much better. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point. And I, I didn't think about that, but I completely agree. One thing I wanted to add about why you should choose your hard or choose to do the hard thing now. I think that when you have a really clear vision for your life and what your goals are and why you're doing the hard thing, honestly, it really becomes less of a choice and more like something that you have to do. It becomes a necessity because it's so important to you that you can't possibly choose not to. You get what I'm saying? Right. I totally get what you're saying. And what that also makes me think of is what we were talking about on the Consistency Podcast. When you start doing these things consistently and you start consistently choosing the hard decision in the moment, then it also just doesn't become a choice as much in your head and it really reduces that decision fatigue because you just know I'm the type of person that chooses the hard option in the moment because I know it's going to set me up set me up for success. I really right. like that part of it too. Right. At that point, then the only 
the only choice you have is really to go all in and for it to work <laughs> because right. that's the person that you are. Exactly. And I, I like that you're talking about, you know, when you have a, that clear vision for your life and you know your why, that actually really leads into my next point. We're going to talk about how you can be intentional about choosing your heart. One way you can do this is just think about your life 20 years from now or 30 years from now or 10 years from now. Think about your life in the future and think about what do you want your life to look like in the future? And then work backwards from that. Think about what are the daily actions you need to take today for your life to look like that in the future. One thing you can also do on the micro scale, I mean, that's the macro scale, like what Lexi was talking about. On the micro scale, think about what do you want your day overall to look like? How do you want it to go? Do you, do you want it to be rushed? Not what you want to be putting in your body? Do you want it to be late? All of these things. Or do you want it to be calm? Do you want to feel like you have control? And do you want it to feel structured? Whatever it is, decide what you want your daily life to look like. Decide what you want your future life to look like. And determine what are the daily actions I need to take to get me to this spot. 100%. And I think it can also really help to write it down. Actually take the pen to the paper and write down what you want your life to look like in 20 years. And actually write down what that would feel like, you know, and get yourself into that space. And then that will really help you to, like Sarah said, go backwards and figure out what you need to do in order to get there. And it doesn't have to be 20 years. It's just a random example. It could be five years, one year, but whatever it is, I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. One thing that comes to my mind, too, when I'm thinking about these examples that I'm giving, I think it's really easy to right now sit here and say, I want to be like kicking ass in my 80s. I want to be the grandma that gets to like play with their grandkids and everything like that. Are your daily habits setting yourself up to be that person? And if not, what do we need to change here? And honestly, as far as how you can actually be intentional about this and actually choose to do the hard thing now, honestly, go back and listen to our episode, How to Be Consistent, because we talked about all the ways you can choose a habit and then be consistent and stick with it. So I definitely recommend listening to that. And my most important tip from that episode was, again, why? Remember why you started. Like Sarah said, you, you want to be healthier, but what is your why behind that? Is it so you can play with your kids and your grandkids when you're old? Is it so that you can travel into your older age so that you can maybe ski for your whole life? Whatever it is for you, remember that reason why you're doing it and just continue to think about that. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. And then the other really cool thing is that oftentimes once you start doing the hard thing, you actually get better at it and you start to like it. <laughs> I remember when I was in high school, I was talking to one of my friends and I was asking her about a math class because she was the grade above me in math. And I asked her, is this class hard? And she was like, well, everything's hard if you've never done it before. And wow. Yeah. Honestly, mic drop. That has stuck with me forever because it's obviously going to feel hard until you learn it and then it's going to be easy. <laughs> in terms of choose your hard, once you start doing this hard thing and you keep doing it, you get more practice, more repetition, whatever it is, it will actually become easier for you. And it might be something that 
you actually start to crave and that makes you feel good. And I think our example we always go back to is working out. We started doing it for a certain reason, but now we just do it simply to feel good. I love that example. I really don't have too much to add, but I've experienced this in my life. I've experienced it with working out. I've experienced it with nutrition. I've experienced it with tennis. I've experienced it with school. I actually really enjoy you know, sitting down and getting my little drink and studying because I know what the payoff is. Once you do it enough, and we talked about this in the consistency podcast, but even if it's not 20 years down the road, it's those small micro ways that things pay off. That's super motivating. So one thing I really just wanted to talk about at the end here, there is something to be said about living in the moment, being present, doing what feels good now and making those memories versus always choosing. Set yourself up for success. Set yourself up for success because yes, it's important to set yourself up for success in the future. But if you live your entire life like that, and you forego all of the memories you can make, there's a balance for sure. You know right. what I'm trying to say? 100%. If you're so focused on what you want in 10 years, then you're you're missing the moment. You're missing the now. Right. And I think it's really easy for a lot of people to want this in 10 years and achieve it. And they're like, I'm not happy. I want this in 10 years. You know, And they're always looking forward versus at some point just sitting there and being like, Wait, the good old days that when you, everyone's like, oh, the good old days, like that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And just realizing that in the moment, but also how can I still set myself up for success in the future? I totally agree. And I would also add that you can have both. A lot of the, the things we talked about for you know how to set yourself up, how to choose the hard, if you actually do a lot of these things, eat the nutritious meal, work out, clean your space these will actually make your daily life better too. So it's not like it's not like by doing these things you're sacrificing, you know, having a good life in the moment. Like that's not the case at all. But I think what Sarah's trying to get at is like if you want to have one day where you don't do these things and you just go and vacation or party whatever it is, like that's totally fine. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's your consistent habits over time. If you look right. at all of it over time, what did, what did you do 80% of the time? And the other 20% of the time, go enjoy your life. Yeah, totally. And one thing I was going to say too, and we've talked about this a little bit, this will look different for everyone. There are people that really, really value concerts and food and things like that. And I think it's just more about realizing, realizing and understanding what are the consequences of your decisions And if you're okay with that, like if you're okay with every single night, I guess, like going out and partying and you know that, you know, you might feel lethargic, you might not have good health in the future, whatever it is, but that's what you truly value and that's meaningful to you, go do it. I think it's just really important here to get clear with yourself about what is it that you truly value and are your actions aligned with that? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think most of the people listening to this, you know, that that's probably not your values. You probably wouldn't have made it this far <laughs> into the episode. But I think that's a really good point. Let's do our question session. I think that – oh, are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> okay, I think that wraps it up for Choose Your Heart. So today's question is, what are your tips for getting outside and walking when it's so cold out? I can answer this one first. All right, go for it. Okay. I feel like this question is right up my alley because I am basically the queen of cold weather walks. (laughs) Yes, Um, you are. 
Yeah, since I, I'm living in Bend right now, where it's it's mostly dry, there's not a lot of rain, but it can be very cold and snowy. The key is honestly to wear proper attire. Invest the money and get good winter weather gear because it is worth it and it will also last you forever if you get the good stuff. So my staples are you definitely need a down jacket depending how cold it is. I really like the parkas because they cover your butt area. (laughs) (laughs) A warm booty. Oh yeah. I mean, your legs can get really cold. So the parkas are great because they go almost the knee. Yeah. You definitely need gloves. I have black diamond gloves that are really nice, but I actually would say this depends on how cold your climate is because my gloves, I think they're only good to like 40 degrees or something. And then once it starts to get colder than that, fingers do start to get a little cold. So honestly, I need to invest in better gloves. The worst feeling is when you're on a walk. Maybe you're warm, whatever, but your hands are so cold. I hate that. Like, yeah. That happens no. quite a bit, but I would say the extremities, the hands and the feet are <laughs> honestly the most important thing. Yes. I've been able to get by with my black diamond gloves because if my hands start to get cold, I put them into the pockets of my down jacket and then that quickly warms them up. But yeah. I'd recommend I've, better gloves. <laughs> I've heard of electric hand warmers. Have you heard um, of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend has those. Are they good? Should I be looking into this? Um, she likes them. Yeah. I mean, I just don't personally like to carry that thing around. Oh, is it pretty like bulky? I mean, it's not really. It's like the size of a regular hand warmer. But the nice thing about the regular hand warmers is when you're done, throw them away. Yeah, that's so true. Versus the, you just got to carry them around. So, but I think they're good. Okay. Okay. I might look into them more. That might be kind of nice. Yeah. When your hands are cold, like I just said, it sucks. But if your hands are warm and you're on a walk and it might be cold outside, whatever, you're fine. You're chilling. Totally. And like I said, keeping the feet warm is super important too. So invest in nice boots. I would say if you live somewhere snowy, I have the Sorel Joan Explorer snow boots and they are absolutely amazing, super warm, waterproof. I could walk through the snow for like four hours and my feet wouldn't be cold. I mean, I could literally walk in the snow all day and my feet wouldn't be cold. So wow, they're honestly great. Also, another option is Blundstones. Those are waterproof too. They're just not quite as warm. Yeah, I, I love my Blundstones if it's raining. I love them because my feet don't get soaked. Even just walking to class, I realize if I my running shoes and it's wet outside or if it's raining, I walk to class and my like, socks are soaked and that is the worst feeling. So I use my blendstones quite a bit for that. Yeah, I would say they're really good for rain and cold. They're decent for snow because they do keep the feet dry, but just again, not as warm. So yeah. And then obviously you need a beanie or some type of thing to cover your ears. I love the Patagonia little ear headband things. I don't even know what they're called, but I love those too. (laughs) I actually Um, don't have any of those. I want one. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) And then like I said, sometimes the legs can get cold. So if it is really cold, like 20 or below, I'll usually double up on pants. So I'll wear leggings and then I'll put joggers on top of it. Yeah, that's a game changer. My friend Kaylee got me in jeans with leggings underneath. And I have a mm-hmm. pair of jeans that's just like definitely a size or two too big for me. And if it's super rainy or super cold outside, 
I wear my leggings and I put my jeans on top and I feel great. It, it keeps all the warmth inside and then it's also an extra layer. Yeah, totally. One thing I would add though is sometimes when I wear the two pairs of pants and then if I do go sit inside somewhere for a long time, mm-hmm. I can start to get hot. <laughs> it's oh, it's, yeah. It's hard because you can't strip the layer as easily as you could yeah. strip a jacket, you know? Right. That's super true. But even with the leggings and joggers or like leggings and sweatpants on top, mm-hmm. I would do that all the time when I'm teaching tennis and it's freezing cold. I literally look like a bundled up when I'm teaching tennis, but I'll have like my – that is one thing. I didn't even write it down, but 32 degrees at Costco. They have these long sleeves oh, and they're yeah. called 32 degrees and these – Costco long sleeves are the best thing ever. They sell them every single winter. So if you have a Costco nearby, you should go get them. They're obviously not that expensive and they come in like packs of three because it's Costco. When I'm teaching tennis, I I'll put like two of them on top of each other, but even one is a really good long sleeve under layer. And I'll put a couple on top of each other. I'll put my sweater on top of that. And then I'll put my Patagonia puffy jacket on top of that. And with yeah. gloves, like you said, with a hat, with leggings under sweatpants, like that usually keeps me fairly warm. Yeah. And then the other thing I didn't just realize I didn't touch on was socks. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I'll double up on socks and I really like the darn tough socks. I know Sarah likes these I knew too. You were going to say that. Yeah. yeah. And I also have some socks from Lululemon that I really like. I don't think they're as warm, but they're cute. They're like, <laughs> I also have Lululemon socks and they're definitely not the best quality, but they are cute. And so, yeah, maybe we'll them. link our, all of our favorite uh, winter weather items. Yeah. Cause I definitely have a couple, you honestly touched on most of them. My biggest thing is if it's raining outside, I like to wear a hat. That makes such yeah. a big difference because I hate, I have my rain jacket. Like I love my Patagonia rain jacket. And I'll always wear that, but I hate wearing the hood because I feel like I can't see and my like my peripheral vision is gone and I don't like not being able to see next to me and I feel I don't even know. Yeah. So I love wearing a hat and because that for the most part keeps my head as dry as I need it to be. And then I don't have to wear the hood. Or if it's raining really hard, I'll double up on the hat and the hood and then I'm really, really dry. You pretty much hit most of my like rainy day, cold day essentials. But it is possible. I want you to know that I think for the longest time I, I was like, oh, I don't want to go on a walk or like I don't want to go outside because it's not nice outside. But it truly is. If you just dress right, you're fine. And mm-hmm. then you can get outside, get on a walk, do whatever you want. Even for running, you can run outside when it's not nice outside. You just have to dress for it. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm really glad you brought up the hat and a hat with a bill when it's raining. Yes. Because yes. the bill keeps the water out of your eyes. And exactly. I completely agree. Anytime I go on a run and it's raining, I always put a hat on. And the other point that that made me think of was if it's snowing and you have a beanie on, it can help to put sunglasses because then it keeps the snow from hitting your eyes. And also oh. like the snow is really bright. So interesting. I like that. Yeah, I agree. Like it's just a it's just a mindset change. You just have to decide that you're not going to let the weather affect you and just dress appropriately. Right. Just don't be that guy that goes out in 20 degrees with a t-shirt on. He's like, "I'm fine." You're obviously not fine. That's why you're miserable. And that's a great example of where sometimes choosing the hard in the moment is not the best option because <laughs> what we we're saying is, "Oh, between two options, the harder option is always better." But there are situations where the harder option is just the stupider option. And so you have to yeah. use 
mindful of this. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But anyways, that's my I think that was a great question. Thank you for the question. <laughs> yes, thank you for all the questions. We love getting your guys' questions. We definitely have a few that we haven't answered. But if you have questions, Lexi's really good at posting that question box every week. So. <laughs> <laughs> pop, pop them in there or just shoot us a DM, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's great. We love to get the questions. It's really fun to answer them and get to interact with you guys that way. I think that wraps up our episode today. That wraps it up. If you like the episode, obviously, please subscribe. And if you could leave us a review, that would be amazing. We would be so grateful. And if you liked it or if you liked any of our episodes, please share them with your friends because... That is how we will be able to build our community. (laughs) Yeah. And also, if you guys have any feedback for us, I know a few of my friends have given me little feedback pointers, and we are so open to that. We know we're new at this and we want to get better. So any feedback is hugely appreciated. As always, make sure to follow us both on Instagram, follow Own Your Life on Instagram. All the Instagrams will be linked in the show notes, and we are also big on threads. Lexi is killing on threads. Lexi is a <laughs> threads queen right now. Yeah, I randomly but... post weird, crazy things about my life. But if you want consistently good content, go to Lexi's threads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hop on this threads wagon. It's actually a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks again for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your day. I'm going to go make some tea or something. And... <laughs> See you next Monday. (laughs) Bye, everyone.